And welcome to the seventh episode of Drona's Stock Talk, exclusively on Radio Naira, Raleigh Durham, on 99.9 FM, HD4, 101.9 FM, and 1490 AM. Last time, I talked about the various aspects of the industrial sector and gave you four examples of stocks within it. This time, I will be focusing on the financial sector. Let's begin with asking the question, what is the financial sector? The financial sector is made up of companies in banking, insurance, real estate, and credit rating companies. And the financial sector is considered to be the most important driver of our country's economy. The first stock I will be going over in this sector is Goldman Sachs, with the ticker of GS. Let's begin by looking at Goldman Sachs chart. So Goldman Sachs is currently below its 50-day moving average and has been there for about the last few, like last three or so weeks. And it basically dropped a lot um, about two weeks ago, but then it seemed to have hit that point of support and it has start uh, started to make its way back up. However, earlier this week or late last week, it kind of hit like that point of resistance and then started to come down. But the thing is, when it hit that point of resistance, it wasn't above its 50-day moving average. Um, and we can also look at the RSI to also help with this. So my estimate for Goldman Sachs is that although it's not above its 50-day moving average, it did come up uh, rather considerably before, start- before starting to make its way down um, the later this week. So what I would assume is that I would wait to buy Goldman Sachs now until, um, if you look at its RSI and it gets to like around that 30 mark. So I would wait to buy it. Um, but I, I think like an optimal buying point based off what I'm seeing would probably be in the, in the next week or so, uh, for Goldman Sachs, because I think in the next week or so, if you were to buy the stock, that's when it would start to make its way back up. Uh, looking at the rest of Goldman Sachs, specifically things like its market cap. Goldman Sachs market cap is $121.1 billion. They have a beta of 1.48, which kind of, well, this signals that it is more volatile of a stock, as um, stocks with a beta of 1 or greater is con- are considered to be more volatile. And as for earnings, they have met or exceeded estimates in three of the last four quarters. So looking at Goldman Sachs earnings, so this kind of gives us a better picture of where Goldman Sachs missed their earnings estimates, and that was in quarter four of 2021. So that would be last quarter. Yeah, so as for the revenue and earnings, revenue um, over the last, I'm looking at a chart showing the last four years of both revenue and earnings. Revenue increased by a huge margin. I mean, to give you an idea, it was about $42 billion in 2020. It's now at about $59 billion, which is a huge increase in revenue. And even then in 2018 and 2019, it was below $35 billion. Earnings was the same story. It went from about $9 billion to $22-23 billion in earnings. So this definitely was a good year for um, uh, Goldman Sachs, despite them missing their last quarter. Uh, earnings estimates. Now I'm going to look at some analyst recommendations. So the av- so the analyst recommendation rating 
for uh, Goldman Sachs is 2.2, which puts it between a buy and hold as a buy is 2 and, and 3 is hold. So this would mean that most analysts do believe that you, you should instead buy it because it is a 2.2, which is closer to um, the 2 or the buying. And the current price of Goldman Sachs, as I mentioned before, is $363. And the average analyst price target for it is about $443, which is $80 above its current price. The next stock we'll be looking at is Morgan Stanley. So looking at Morgan Stanley's chart, so what I can see from Morgan Stanley is that a mid, like Wednesday, in fact, Wednesday of this week, Wednesday, February 9th, it's, it was above its 50-day moving average, and it seemed to have hit that point of resistance, or the point where a stock gets to its highest and then begins to come down. That's kind of exactly like the story with um, Morgan Stanley. So it hit that point of resistance, and it it, 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 it's, it, it, it was dropping from Wednesday to Friday. However, it, it hasn't necessarily come below its 50-day moving average. I really think that this is probably not the best time to buy um, Morgan Stanley. Its RSI kind of tells the same story with the RSI being in a downtrend and it currently being at 54. And as I have mentioned um, before, the RSI is on a scale of 30 to 70, 30 being considered an optimal buying point, 70 being considered um, a selling point. So the fact that Morgan Stanley is coming in a downtrend in that 54 shows you that it's definitely going to come down a rather, a pretty good amount before it starts to make its way back up again. As for Morgan Stanley's market cap, it's $185.3 billion, making it a bigger company than that of Goldman Sachs. But the beta is almost identical to that of Goldman Sachs, um, with, and Morgan Stanley has a beta of 1.45, also signaling that it is definitely more volatile of a stock. And as for earnings, earnings, Morgan Stanley has met or exceeded estimates in all four of the last four quarters. Morgan Stanley's revenue, it's kind of the same story as that of Goldman Sachs in the sense that over the last four years, revenue has been at an all-time high. And again, this is over the last four years. Along with this, there was a huge increase in revenue from 2020 to 2021. It's almost actually, again, identical to that of Goldman Sachs with revenue being at around $47 billion in 2020 and is currently at $60 billion. Uh, the same is true for earnings, although there wasn't necessarily as great of an increase in earnings as there was for Goldman Sachs, it was still pretty significant. Um, it, there was a $4 billion increase in earnings. And as for the uh, recommendation trends for um, Morgan Stanley, so I, at least from what I can see, most people believe that you should be buying uh, Morgan Stanley right now. I apologize, I can't really pull up. An actual score for it okay moving on the next stock we'll be going over is Citigroup with the ticker of C Citigroup is currently above their 50-day moving average which is obviously good however technically looking at it right now it has hit that point of resistance as it it is, at a it is at a relatively high point, and it's starting to come down. Although this isn't necessarily proven, um, and but the thing is the RSI is also telling the same story. My estimate for Citigroup with the information that we have right now 
would be that it's not necessarily the best decision to buy it right now. Because I think that it could definitely um, come down a pretty good amount. I would say probably 5 to $10 before it actually starts to come back up. Because it's RSI telling the same story. Um, it's at about 61 right now and it's in a downtrend. Its market cap is $133.2 billion, keeping it in like that same area as that of Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. But its beta is greater than the other two stocks we've seen, making it more volatile. Its beta is 1.69. Um, and for Citigroup's earnings, they have met or exceeded estimates in all four of the last four quarters. Okay, Citigroup's revenue... <laughs> These these like these stocks, um, their revenue and earnings is falling are falling. Um, they're following the same pattern, in the sense that revenue for Citigroup over the last four years as it is at a high, and revenue for Citigroup went from about fifty-eight billion dollars to seventy-five billion dollars this year. Earnings is the same story. Citigroup did not have that good of a year. Um, earnings wise in 2020 but in 2021 earnings was at about 22 billion dollars as for uh, Citigroup's recommendations I was able to get an actual score for this and their recommendation rating is 2.1 um, meaning that most analysts believe that you should buy the stock right now as for the analyst price targets for Citigroup its current price target is 67.1 uh, sorry its current price is 67.15 and the average price target for it is 78.89. The next stock we'll be going over is PayPal with the ticker of PYPL. So looking at PayPal's charts, they're they're kind of in the same situation currently that Goldman's that the one we looked at Goldman Sachs was in. They're they've been below their 50-day moving average for the last two weeks, and they're continuing to go down. So they haven't really hit that point of support yet. So my estimate for PayPal would just be to keep watching it because, or even you could buy it now because it has come down by so much and its RSI is even at that 24 mark. So if you were to buy PayPal now, I don't think it would actually come down by that much because I think that it's going to hit, it's going to have to hit that point of support um, really soon. As for um, PayPal's market cap, they have a market cap of $134.3 billion, and they have a beta of $1.17. Okay. And for PayPal's revenue and, well, for PayPal's earnings, they have met or exceeded estimates in three of the last four quarters. And for PayPal's revenue, revenue has been increasing at the same rate and pretty consistently from 2018 to 2021. And the same was true for earnings, um, with there being a considerable increase from 2019 to 2020. And it has basically stayed the same from 2020 to 2021. And the analyst recommendation for PayPal is at about 2.1, meaning that most analysts recommend that you buy it. And as for the average price target for PayPal, its current price is $115, and the average analyst price target is $189. As for any ETFs, I would recommend the ETF XLF. Thank you so much for listening to Dorna Stock Talk and tune in every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. to further your knowledge of our financial market.